Farmers in the Harvest. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Now, your host, Kevin Fulcher. This is Kevin Folger, and we're so glad that you join us today for our podcast, Laborers in the Harvest. Uh, we have been visiting with Frank Suglio, and uh, we're going to complete our time together today and uh, finishing up his testimony of how God worked in his life to uh, call him into full-time ministry. And in our last uh, podcast, we heard about, uh, to that point, about how God brought him to a point of realizing that God could use him. So Frank, once again, thanks for being with us today. No problem, Pastor. All right. So uh, you were talking in our last episode about uh, how you met with Pastor Pete, who is my son, Pastor Pete Folger. And at that point, he was the co-pastor, the uh, associate pastor of the church. And he shared with you that some testimonies, and you realized that God could use you. So then that brings you to a point of just complete surrender? No, still not yet, because I still was, I mean, I was so nervous to make this mistake. It, it, was, it was funny because I knew... Before I knew for sure that God was calling me to ministry, I knew that if I surrendered to that call, that I would be coming back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like it was like a. Did sur- you hate this place, or what? <laughs> <laughs> it was a surreal feel. Coming, I'm coming off that airport. It's freezing cold. I'm seeing my breath for the first time in three years. And but I just, and it was a surreal feel. And I knew that, and it wasn't so much the city. It was I knew that if I was going to do this, I was going to do it right. And I was going right. to do it all in, and I wouldn't trust anybody else or any place else other than you know the Heritage Baptist Institute. Which, by the way, for our listeners, Heritage Baptist Institute is a ministry of Cleveland Baptist Church. It's been in existence since 1975 and uh, it is a two uh, uh, it's a four-year program two nights a week in which uh, folks can study for the ministry uh, it's a more practical hands-on type of ministry Dan Novi, who we interviewed a couple of weeks ago uh, went through that we've had lots of uh, folks who are currently pastoring or on the mission field or in some time of full-time ministry go through that but I just want to clarify that that's what Frank is talking about. So, okay. So, and then of course the church itself, Cleveland Baptist Church, knowing what I saw here and what I was seeing in Florida and the difference, and just that's who I wanted to trust. You obviously, as the pastor, I, I trusted you uh, to to lead me straight on this path because I knew, you know, that I didn't know what it was that God was calling me to, just just ministry. And so I knew that he was going to reveal that, and I really needed a strong support system to do that. And so I continued going back and forth on it. Um, really, I didn't fully surrender, uh, and, and you know, seeking counsel, fasting. And at some point, somebody said, well, did you lay out a fleece yet? And I said, I don't even know what laying out a fleece is. <laughs> and somebody explained it to me. And so we did that. And it took us a couple of weeks to kind of figure out what that was going to be. Because yeah. we don't want it to make it so obvious right. that it was like yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so we wanted to make it something that was difficult. Very specific, yeah. Yeah, very specific. And so so we did so, and, and and of course it happened. And so I was like, "Well, does that mean that we're you know we're going?" And then somebody said, "Well, well, sometimes people will lay out the other side of the fleece, like Gideon." And so I did that, and and and, and it was it was again. And I remember texting, uh, or I think Pastor Pete checked on me and said, "Hey, how's it going? Um, you know, did did you did you lay out the fleece?" And I said yes. And he said, "Well, what's the answer?" And I just, I just, I just texted back, "We're coming home." Yeah, that was it because I knew for yeah. sure. And so I still, you know, up in that that point, you know, I was still nervous about it. And then I was having my morning devotions again alone. And really, that's where God always meets with me. You know, when I'm alone having a devotional time with Him. And I still was hesitant to fully sur- surrender to this. This was, this was after the fleece, but before Pastor Pete had texted me. And I was in my morning devotions, and I, I've always 
read through my Bible the same way. An Old Testament book, a New Testament book, an Old Testament book, a gospel, back and forth mm -hmm. all the way through. And I just happened to be in Romans chapter 10 that morning. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, now I say Romans chapter 10 and, and you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. But I didn't know that at the time. And I'm reading it and I get into verses 9, 10, and 13. I'm like, oh, I love these verses. These are great. These are the salvation yeah. verses. And then I kept on reading about, well, how will they hear without well, a preacher? preacher. Yeah. And how shall they preach unless they be sent? And I mean, I, I get goosebumps even now yeah. thinking about it because it, like it was like I heard, like God was in the room with me and I could almost hear his audible voice saying, that's you. I want you to Amen. go. I want you to preach the word for me. They need to hear it from you. I want to use you to do this. And I remember again, just I hit my knees, you know, tears in my eyes, saying, "All right, Lord, well, you're going to have to do this because I'm not, I'm not much." And we had just bought a house. We had a successful business. There was a lot of hoops that have to jump to make this happen. And so we surrendered at that point. You know, again, we let we let Pastor Pete know, and um, you know, from that point, I'm thinking in in my you know young Christian naive mind. I'm thinking, well, I surrendered. I mean, God's going to, I mean, I'm going to float back to Cleveland. Everything. He's going to take care of everything. There's not going to be any problems. Now, he did take care of everything, every prayer request. And you could ask Pastor Pete. He often laughs because every day he was texting me with something, pray for this, pray for that. And so, uh, but the devil was was attacking. I, and I, that I didn't know. I didn't know that if we were trying to surrender and do something for yeah, God. You fight he, the devil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we fought him, you know, step by step, round by round. But God answered every single prayer in the 11th hour. And, and he did it that way to, to work on me because I needed sure. I needed okay. to learn trust. All right, we're going to jump a little bit further ahead because uh, we obviously need to conclude here today. But um, so God brought you back to Cleveland. You enrolled in our Bible Institute, which is a four-year program. And at a point, I'm still the pastor at that point, and uh, we invited you to come on the staff as mm -hmm. a ministry intern. And uh, again, um, the purpose of that is a, so a, a man or the person that we bring on just gets some practical hands-on experience. So talk to us a little bit about that. How did that work for you, and, and uh, how valuable do you see that as an experience? Well, it was phenomenal um, because we, I was learning the, the book end of everything in HBI. Not necessarily learning everything there is to know, but learning how to find the answer in the Bible to everything that there is to know. And, and just going through that process. And, of course, you know, being a member of the Cleveland Baptist Church had helped, and you and I had worked together on many projects leading up to that point. But it's different. I remember you even saying to me, there's just something about being on the staff you learn things differently and and it was 100 percent true and so when you when you graciously asked us uh, to come on board first of all i was floored because the thought of being on this pastoral staff mm -hmm. you know blew my mind um but but i was almost a little bit overwhelmed at first but i remember praying about it and 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 just you know from your counsel you know surrendering to that and coming on staff and then totally seeing things now from the different aspect so i'm getting the book end of it i was getting the practical ministry experience but now from the pastoral staff point of view and being in some of these meetings that 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 so much you know rides on and seeing that aspect of how everything works i mean it was i mean you couldn't you know even though i mean hbi as far as i know is is one of the, the cheapest ways of getting a college type of biblical education, mm -hmm. but you couldn't you couldn't have spent enough money on, on what I got as far as the practical aspect of being on staff here. So one of the things people, and we just need to be very transparent, sometimes people see ministry as glamour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they see the guy in the pulpit, and there's, there's an element in which there is some glamour there, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I've been there. Uh, I've, I'm still there. I'm not in the same role, but I'm, I'm in a pulpit a lot, and, mm -hmm. and people think highly of that. But, you know, there's the nitty-gritty, too, you know, and that's mm -hmm. part of what I think people need to realize, that labors in the harvest is not just, hey, everything's sunshine and roses. There's a lot of roll up your sleeves and, mm -hmm. you know, let's put on our work clothes and let's, we got to work through this thing. 
uh, a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that nobody nobody sees, right? Absolutely. And, and, and I was blown away because I've always prided myself on being a hard worker. And I'm like, man, all these guys are just as crazy as I am. All of us are sitting and getting yeah. busy. I remember at one point driving, and I'm driving behind you, mm-hmm. and we would have men's prayer meeting, we would yeah. go to Panera, and then we were coming back, and you just stopped, and I'm like, what is he doing? And you got out, and you were like moving a branch out of the way to, to clear a sign or something, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, you, we just always have to, everyone has to just be fully alert and just willing to do everything. Yeah. I remember putting on big events where, you know, you're sitting there, and I'm trying to stop you from helping us pick up table, and I'm like, yeah, you're the pastor of the church, yeah. but you didn't stop. We, we, yeah. we all did everything that was right. needed to, yeah. to take care of things. <laughs> one of the, one of the, uh, things that I, I think about is when we had those inflatables and we had about what 10 or 12 of them out there on the, on the in the property and and it was a big event and it started raining towards the end of it and the guy had to put them away that night and he was by himself and he said I need a team of people and here we are, you know, and uh, those things were heavy, and oh. we had to dry them off, and he's yelling at us because we're not winding them up tight enough. <laughs> it was crazy. I've never gone to boot camp, but I could I could imagine it's Man, I've been in like ministry that. at that point at 40 years, and here I am on my knees, you know, rolling this stuff up, and I wanted just to go home, but I didn't, but it's, uh, it was it was, it was was a great night. So uh, you got through that, the internship, and, of course, I think um, Pastor Pete, who's the pastor of the church now, you know, I think he wanted you and Rebecca to stay and continue to serve on the staff, but God's got another plan. So let's talk a little bit about that as we wrap up here today. Sure. And, and like I had mentioned, you know, I, I have been through the, you know, God is kind of ruffling the feathers, stirring the nest a little bit. And, and I mean, in, in coming into our senior year at HBI, I never knew for sure. I mean, you, you and I met many times, what do you think God would have me to do? Uh, because God didn't make that clear at first. And so I, I was loving doing what I was doing. I was prepared to be here the rest of my life, you know, serving in any, any capacity possible. And, and it was really, it started, um, you know, going into my senior year, I prayed, well, Lord, I don't know what you have. If you want me to be here forever, I'm willing to do that. If you want me to leave, that's fine too. But please give me one more year. I want it to be here for the transition year. And he was gracious enough to allow us to do that. And that was a great year. I thought that everything went, you know, and again, it was, it was one of those peaks where, you know, I went through that transition year and now I'm going into my last year at HBI. I'm getting ready to graduate. I'm doing my first of everything, you know, for graduation, preaching in behind the pulpit of the Cleveland Baptist Church. And I mean, I was, everything was just perfect. It was, it was like, a surreal moment and then we finally got to that point of the transition mm-hmm. you know we have been working behind the scenes for years to this point but now here we are we're on we're transition about the transition from my pastor to pastor pizza yes okay. which was june 2nd right. 2019 yeah. and um the really it seems like the the sunday night prior to that was really uh, your last message to the church family. Right. Yeah, and I remember that, that well. Yeah, yeah. that was that I was think one. I titled that message. God's been good. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and I'll go back and listen to it every once in a while just to just to remind me of, of what God will do with our our surrender for so long. Right. You know, right. and um, and so you know that night you just shared so many things with the church family, and one of the things was you said you felt confident because the church staff was 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 better than you had ever seen it. Mm-hmm. it was, everything was everything was running right. so well, and I remember just thinking. You know what? Yeah, he's right. You know, this, there's a lot of you know people here that God is using, and where we have a very strong staff, and 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 in this and and so God, God started working on me at that point, and then we went on vacation, and just seeing some of the needs out there, being to some churches where so many people that we have on our staff, you know, really could be pastoring these churches. They're without a pastor. There's mm-hmm. you know they're just in in, in disarray, and you know I, I felt like. Um, 
you know, I was almost hoping that guy would send somebody to go to these places right. and thinking, well, somebody needs to do something about it. Um, but, I mean, I'm a Cleveland Baptist guy. I mean, I was saved at, as a result of this ministry. I'm from Cleveland. You know, clearly it can't be me. i got to be here the rest of my days. And I just I couldn't get it out of my, out of my heart that, that there's such a vast need out there, and we have so much. Also saying, you know, in my heart, I'm a member of the Cleveland Baptist Church because this is where – I want my family to be because this is what I trust uh, more than any other church that's out there. And, and and I realized, well, we need to share that. And you've always done that. But again, it's different when all of a sudden now it's you. Right, right. You've sent people out before. You've planted churches in this area. And so, uh, you know, I knew God was starting to work on me for, for that purpose of, of going elsewhere uh, and, and really with church planning in mind. So what, what is your plan and, uh, you know, what do you think God is calling you to do? So, so I've always had a burden for a church planning ministry. And again, you know, you, know, you and I have spoke about this many times. A, a church planning, basically following the biblical Pauline model of teams of two going out of a local church, fully supported to evangelize an area, start a church, and then once it's to a point where it's self-sustaining, appoint a, a pastor and then moving on. And so that is our plan. And of course, it's a little bit different than what is what is the traditional model. And I don't think one's you know right, right. and one's wrong. Right. I think they're both scriptural. It's just that God specifically has this for us. And uh, you know, I wrote the, my thesis in HPI on that, and God really worked through that. And I almost didn't even get that thesis done because the devil was under attack so much. Mm-hmm. And so I knew I had to finish it through counsel from Dan Novi. And then, of course, God had used that in my life. And so the idea is to start a, start a church planning ministry. And and so one of the things, you know, of course, I met with you know yourself. I met with Pastor Pete about this. And one of the difficult things around here is, one, I mean, this the size of this ministry and the amount of ministries that are already going on is so much. It would be really hard for me to try to tax, you know, Pastor Pete's only in his first year as, as, the, as the pastor with, with a big ministry like this. But also because you at some point, I'd say, I don't know if it was the 80s or 90s, you really shifted focus on not worrying so much just about Jerusalem, but around by Judea. Right. And so you planted many churches in this area. You know, again, you know, Brother Novi's over in Painesville. And so I could, I could honestly say from my house, n- none is better than the Cleveland Baptist Church, but I can get to a good gospel preaching, evangelizing church, you know, probably 10 of them within a 30, mi- 30 minute radius of my house. Right. And so it's already been done here. Well, needs to be that was done. Pastor Thompson, you know, I mean, he, a lot of that was him. And uh, of course, uh, you know, Cleveland's a large metropolitan area. The city itself has shrunk tremendously, mm-hmm. but the metropolitan area, and it's, it continues to expand away from us. And so the need, of course, to plant more churches rather than have one mega church, the need for having planting other churches is there. Well, we're excited about what God's called you to do. You're moving to Virginia here and uh, yes. aligning with a church that's going to really kind of be the, the kind of the mother for that or mm-hmm. kind of be the cover for that, I should say, the, the authority for that, because we believe that churches start churches. Amen, yes. Individuals don't start churches, but churches start churches. God uses individuals through those churches. And so we're excited for you and Rebecca and and uh, I wanted people to hear your testimony because it's an interesting testimony. Uh, sure. As I shared in, in uh, I think, my opening episode of, of Labors in the Harvest, we all have a story. Yeah. And our stories aren't the, aren't the same, but God is the same God, and he Amen. works in our lives differently. And so I want to thank you for being with us, Frank. And I'm so excited for what God has for you in the future. And, uh, again, we're looking forward to uh, perhaps at a later point maybe catching up Absolutely. and seeing, uh, you know, what the next step is in your life. And, and as I, for our listeners, I, I just want to say to you that, Ministry is a journey. It's it's not one and done. Uh, although I was in 40, 42 years in one place, you know, uh, there was always something God was doing in my heart and life, whether it's a new ministry or something that he was stirring in my heart about. 
And now, of course, for the last year now, I've been on the road with uh, Spiritual Leadership Asia. And uh, part of my dream through this podcast is to encourage others to join in the harvest. And so thank you uh, for, for being a part of it today. Well, I want to thank our listeners for listening to uh, Labors in the Har- Harvest uh, podcast. And I uh, want to encourage you, uh, if you're not involved in your local church like you ought to be, roll up your sleeves. Go talk to your pastor. Amen. There's something for you to do. You may not ever be in full-time ministry, but you ought to be in ministry. And you ought to be a labor in God's harvest. Amen. God blesses that. Thanks for joining us today. Please uh, tune in again next week or join us next week when it drops into your uh, favorite Uh, podcast uh, venue. God bless. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you have been encouraged by today's podcast. If you have been helped, we want to encourage you to subscribe and to share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. If you want to know more about Kevin Folger and the ministry, please visit his ministry at kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us again next time for more Laborers in the Harvest. Mm